0: This is the Otaku in Review podcast. I'm Scott Spaziani from Otaku in Review.
1: I'm Shannon, aka Perfect Serenade.
2: And I'm Michael Camacho of G Nitro.com. This is episode 213, recorded on March 9th, 2021.
1: Magic, Muscles, and Breakdowns. Oh my.
2: oh god oh sorry guys oh rona at work this past week um sorry uh gotta clear my throat here in my chest uh
0: i don't know if this is part of his bit or if this is
2: um both (laughs) yes uh so yeah hey guys i hope y'all having a great week because uh if anybody listened to the last show shannon and i were supposed to fucking hang out guess what didn't happen
1: we didn't hang out
2: because there's fucking Rona at work, like directly in my office.
0: <laughs> there's Rona everywhere. That's, so, that's That's the trick. Yeah, but we assume there's Rona everywhere.
2: We've spent an entire year in that office with nobody having a positive case, <laughs> it's
1: and the like, hey, one guess weekend. What, the yeah. one I weekend. Was,
0: I thought there was. Wasn't there like a guy who sits across from you? Who got yeah, the on
2: another like row. That's not us. But I'm talking about like okay. our specific shop. Nobody. And then boom. Oh, and I was the only one working with her that day. <laughs> <Lovely>. <laughs> the last time she was in. So I was like, yeah. So I said, Shannon, no go. I told a bunch of other friends, can't go out. So everything's shut down till this coming Friday will be two weeks. And then I'll be going out, hanging out again. But I was like, I can't take the chance. All I did was pickups, like grocery store shopping. And I would double mask just to be careful. Um, that is the worst. Screw that on a regular basis. Like CDC kiss my ass. Double masking sucks.
1: That's what I've Double been doing. Double masking is
0: pretty rough.
1: I've been um, okay. I think I think it's been okay. I use one of those K95 masks and then I use something over that. Um, so it's for me, it's not been too. I use the
2: thinner mask underneath that had the wire up top, and then another one from the uh, paper 95. Mm-hmm. With also the wire that bends mm. over your nose. But still, I was just like, I I, I don't like this. Like, this is getting ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so... Anyway, yeah, how are no, all on adventures?
0: I'm tired of these oh. smarty pants doctors telling us to wear masks <laughs> and stay inside.
2: You don't have to. Connecticut just said that they're going to go 100%. Interesting.
0: Yeah, What? Well, no, they're not getting rid of the masks, but they are doing restaurant. One hundred percent. So's ours. There.
2: Not full capacity technically, they're basically saying one hundred percent, but you still have to have six feet between everything, so it'll never right. be hundred percent. Yeah, that um, seems the
0: opposite of hundred percent.
2: Yeah, so um it it
0: just it seems it seems like six weeks too early. Um, like we're almost there, and then they're they're fucking. My issue is under
2: us. if teachers have to get vaccinated before they go back to school. How about we vaccinate the damn servers, bartenders, everybody working in the food industry before we start sending everybody in there in mass?
1: Well, I think some like, states. I think some states. If you do work that, you are qualified. But the the rollout. Is so different between each state. Yeah. Like, yeah. for instance, my husband is fully vaccinated because of his work at the airport. Um, all of his co-workers are. Uh, you know, my mom is in Maryland, and she's 60, and she doesn't have any underlying health conditions, so she still can't get it. But my 80-something-year-old grandmother with a pacemaker in Florida is still struggling to find the vaccine.
2: Well, that's so, because... DeSantis is literally selling the vaccine to the highest bidder.
1: Yeah, Florida's Florida's (laughs) on a different level. He's being
2: investigated. He's going to be in some shit when that's done.
1: The rollout's just so inconsistent, and it's just kind of like, you know, when it's my turn, it's my turn. I'll get it and, you know, take it from there. But I ended up going to see my mom um, instead of seeing you. (laughs) so she was kind of happy about that but it really sucks you know the one time because you know mike and i haven't seen each other in over a year and a half at this point the last time we really hung out was what it's it
2: was was about a year no we went to the uh eric nam concert that was the last concert oh
1: yeah right because that was
2: like i was still dealing with my uh Mm -hmm. that was when the light was really hitting my eye badly yeah your
0: fake eye problem
2: shit
1: no those it's those lights <laughs> those lights at that show even i was like kind of like oh this is bad
2: but no that the thing that sucks that eye still hasn't fully healed it's mm-hmm. over a year plus later and i'm just like i assume it'll never fully heal but that's why i think it was rona rona <laughs> because just the cases of various types of palsy that keep popping up is a little nuts
0: oh that's interesting
1: other than that, I seeing my mom. I had a weird mental breakdown, um, as one does. Wait,
0: wait hold during... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought we agreed that we all get one mental breakdown per panel. No, pandemic. no, I've, so you I've had you.
1: I've had a couple. Yeah, you had
2: yours last episode. I've
1: had a couple. Well, you know
2: what? i <laughs> just messing. Don't judge me. I
1: had, I had my own. I'm not really judging. So I ended Yeah, up, he thinks he
0: has eye problems. No, I ended
1: up chopping off all anxieties. my hair. And, um, so you
0: chopped?
1: I did. You I chopped, chopped
0: off a foot. How, uh, more well, than how a long foot. was it?
1: More than a foot. So it was down to my lower back. Your hair has uh, feet? Yes, my hair has feet.
2: <laughs> Gross.
1: My hair is like, you know, the foot version of Medusa. Instead of snakes, it's just a yeah. bunch of feet.
0: Oh, that yeah. is not a pleasant
2: image. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vomit. But in addition <laughs> to that,
0: <laughs> this hair I, is hair is made for walking.
1: I dyed it purple. So awesome, purple. purple. Yes. Feet. You yes. trying to look
2: like the character you created for me?
1: No, except much shorter hair. I was thinking, you need a more, pony Miso- I was thinking more Misato from um,
2: you need a pony Neon Genesis. Tail, I want you to cosplay There's, Sati. <laughs> <That's what>
0: you <laughs> know, I would say that there that there are. Uh, there's no better character to emulate. but There's probably better characters to emulate. Uh,
1: she to likes emulate to drink. Clothes. I like to drink. She has purple hair. I wanted purple hair.
0: Hey, we all we all like we all like to drink.
1: We do. You've right. got a white claw. I've got, I've got some a Baja Bell. I've got some Pinot Grigio.
2: I've got alcoholic Baja Blast. That's why I hate Baja Blast because it's uh, it's always tasted like a cocktail without any of the benefits of alcohol.
0: You know you can put vodka or in nearly cooler, anything You can yeah, put vodka or, or whiskey in nearly anything
2: Or I could just buy this Dude what do you think we should do with Slurpees Like me and our All I, mutual friend Will Used to go to 7-Eleven This is 7-11. not something
0: that I would have ever guessed But
2: we <laughs> bought, we, We'd get the Coke Slurpees Pour in some alcohol And we'd get shit face <laughs> Off of Slurpee It's freaking amazing Just make well, sure this, this you was, put this the This is like uh, last year no, No, it hasn't. God, it hasn't been recently. I would say mid two thousands early. So, but
0: so fifteen years ago. Hey, it's so we're all in the forties, bro. <laughs> I don't don't cast I'm about your me and age Will. Men on me. I'm oh, talking okay. about
2: me and the mutual friend Will and all the friends. We're all in yeah, Will.
0: Will definitely be old.
2: Um, but uh, yeah. So. I joined Shannon. I had my own anxiety attack because my dog had all his teeth extracted except for eight um, this past Friday. And they're like, oh, don't worry. You'll see a little bit of blood, some drool, bloody drool. (laughs) I'm in freakout mode all Friday night because it's just all over the collar around his neck. It's like, I'm like, I can't handle this. He's still like, the anesthesia didn't wear off till Saturday sometime. Like, he's literally waking up at times in, like, full freakout mode. And, like, I'm like, oh, my God. I would sleeping on the couch. Anytime he made a noise, I was, like, up. And then Saturday wasn't much better. And I Saturday hit the point where he was walking around with that collar. And he was purposely pissing me off. <laughs> he would walk into something and stand there. And I'm like, dude, you never walk in this area. But, nope, nope, I'm going to find the next thing to hit and stand there. So I had to go out and find some wet food for him. And this part, I came home and I wish I'd taken a picture. So I left him in the the um, kitchen area that's gated off. Uh, my younger dog is gated, uh, crated, and I come back because I shut off his crate so he can't get like stuck in there with the cone. Mm-hmm. I come back and he's pushed the cone right up against the younger dog's crate, just staring at her. <laughs> And I turned, I was like, oh my god. Like, he's like, I'm miserable, I'm gonna make you uncomfortable with me. (laughs) So he's staring her down, and she's just looking at me like, please help.
1: Poor Puppers.
2: He has the cone off now. I have to really make sure it's on when I leave, or right after he eats, because after he eats, his teeth are really sensitive, I mean his gums are really sensitive.
1: Poor
2: baby. So I have to put it on immediately, or he'll start pawing at his face and trying to rub it around. Like, right now, he's sleeping. He's fine. Uh, At night, I have to... So I can sleep in my bed, I have to have it off of him. Because when it's on him, he loses track of where he is, and he'll fall off the bed in a heartbeat, and I can't (gasps) do that at his age. Poor baby. I spent the time watching a lot of stuff that I've been putting on my Plex server. I've really beefed it up now.
1: Well, since the last recording, we had the movie night or did we uh, talk about that last time i can't not remember the movie
2: night we had the concert night um
1: oh yep ended up watching
2: night. the Psy 2012 water show concert um shannon showed up <laughs> that's uh, uh one other person showed up and then uh named gwen and then church showed up for like 10 minutes uh people who voted for it didn't show up i was a little disappointed but it's whatever I was enjoying the show. It's a fun, always a fun show with Psy. But we, the next movie night is this Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this won't be out in time, but if anybody <laughs> wants to hit me up...
1: Damn, ask for Scott, a Discord invite. It was a dig on you.
2: What? Wait, what? What did I no, do? No, no. It wasn't <laughs> a dig on Scott. Scott gets it up about a week after, so... That's not a dig on him. If it's gonna be Friday and he gets it up by Tuesday or Wednesday, that's not I'm not sort a digging at, Scott. I don't Scott has a job. I'm not being like, Scott, I can't believe you don't have this up the next day. Like do I have a job?
1: Though? We all have jobs. Jobby jobs. Yeah. I got a raise since the last podcast, which is really cool. Well, that's exciting. yeah, it is exciting. It's very
2: Corona cost me free lunch.
1: Very um, I know. It was very unexpected. (laughs) No, I was going to pay for lunch.
2: I was just making a joke.
1: (laughs) And, uh, yeah, Rona cost Mike a free lunch. That's all right.
2: (laughs) Because she was like, I was going to pay for lunch. I'm like, fuck. Not that I needed it. It's all
1: right. It's all right.
2: (laughs) But, um, so, Scott, we've both talked about the uh, breakdowns we've had. You had any uh, breakdowns?
0: (laughs) Oh, you know I had a breakdown. That was a long time ago. That was during the summer.
2: Saying, I'm perfectly, perfectly on
0: the. I'm completely on the level. I haven't been, con- you know, speed running CDI Zelda games and losing my mind or anything.
2: Is that what that Zelda thing was? That when I looked at Twitch the other day, I don't look. I don't go on many people's Twitch pages anymore. The ad shit is so obnoxious. I'm just done. Like I'm done watching Twitch. I don't. Uh, it's, so oh, it's so disgusting. I guess gross.
0: I just a pre just a pre roll.
2: Yeah, but I hate that because I'm like, why can't you just put this shit in the corner and let me enjoy the person's stream and the ad can be rolling in the corner? I hate the fact that I've I missed stuff, funny stuff, because I'll come in and everybody in the chat's like, that was amazing. I'm just like, well, oh, fuck, I missed that because the fucking pre-roll well, ad was taking 30 seconds. So I'm just well, double-twitch. I,
0: I guess you're going to miss everything if you don't watch at all. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm I, I get ads. Ad's bad, but there's no other way to pay for anything. What's Twitch? Don't worry.
2: What do you mean there's nothing, no other way to pay for anything? The piece person well, I mean, who owns Amazon is the richest man in the world.
0: Well, sure, but are you going to charge a subscription for Twitch?
2: No, but you could easily, like I said, picture-in-picture ads, and not the stream picture-in-picture. You can put the ads in the corner every once in a while.
0: Yeah, I guess because people so, can build
2: their stream around where the ads are going to be. It's not that difficult.
0: True. I mean, I guess that's not that's not so different than a pop up.
2: No, but I'd rather have that than the full screen ad where I can't see anything.
0: Yeah, same. The, I mean, the, well, the main problem is that there's just no, there's really no other viable streaming well, platform right now.
2: The other thing is like you can have the full screen uh, screen ads when. Like the actual like streamer is having an ad break and taking a break on their own. There's no reason why not to have full screen there because nobody, you're just staring at a chair at that point.
0: Yeah, and the only the only time that you the streamer initiates mid stream ads is when they hit the
2: button. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's no reason why you can't have them in the corner at all other times, as long as they're well, streaming.
0: Well, I can, I can, I can, I'll make a call to Bezos. I'll let him. Know. Uh, it's
2: just one thing. That, it's why I've gotten tired of Twitch. I, I, no, I, and the I current it. CEO has basically said, we're upping the ad game. And I'm like, F you then. I stopped streaming because of it. I stopped watching other people's streams because of it. You're not, and I honestly, at this point, with how much reading and other things I'm doing now, I don't miss it. I've gone back to actually like watching anime again. Watching TV stuff, movies, reading books.
0: Well, I mean, Twitch, Twitch is mostly—it's just a background thing, except during the, uh, like the races or something. Yeah. Well, I watch the Smite update viewing.
2: show, and that's it. So at this point, I'll watch the every other week update show.
0: But yes, I am speed running the CDIs all the games. That
2: game no, is awful.
0: I've lost my goddamn mind. No, these are the remasters. They're good now.
2: They're not good now. I'm like, there's no way.
0: They're not good now, but they are remastered. The one of the key benefits to the remaster is why the original uh, CDI games ran at a at the crisp fifteen frames per second.
2: Dude.
0: The remasters run at sixty frames per second.
2: Um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna really even though I've already said how old I am. Let's talk about my age. I let's remember Let's not talk about your nope, age. That's gonna be, I remember gonna walking sad. into Montgomery Ward. Or what is
0: what is a Montgomery Ward? Is that a hospital?
1: Oh my God! It's a freaking retail store from back in the day.
2: Or no, wait. It was it an East Coast.
1: It was a it was a Mid Atlantic yeah. East Coast thing. Or I think. it
2: might have been a Heckinger's. But either way, I walked what? in and they would have a TV set up with a CDI on there for you to test out CDI Zelda, no joke. And I would check that out while my dad was shopping for other electronics. <laughs> I and? remember was this it... on display in store.
0: Was it enjoyable?
2: No, it was terrible. Then. I was like, this game sucks.
0: But what do you mean? You, you didn't like the 15 frames per second?
2: Uh, dude, I didn't know what 15 frames per second was.
0: <laughs> no, but you know, was... it ran balls slow.
2: Dude, everything ran balls slow back then. That's not true. We were still the NES games v- run at sixty VCRs.
0: And games run at 60 frames per second.
2: Okay, but we were still using VCRs where you literally had to rewind if you really wanted Be to rewatch something. Be kind
1: and rewind.
2: <laughs> you had to wait the minutes <laughs> for that thing to finish rewinding to rewatch something if you really wanted to.
0: It didn't take minutes. Although I guess maybe when you were young it might have taken minutes. I don't yes. know. You oh yeah, it took
2: minutes. I had a VCR, a VHS player, and... A Betamax player. Mm. Aha! <laughs> There's my No age. laser disc, though. Uh, my dad had that, too. <laughs> I had anime on laser disc, And I wish I still had them, but when I left the Air Force, my dad had given them to me at some point for some reason. I threw them out, and I wish I never did.
0: Why would you throw them out? That's terrible. Because I was You'd never throw anything out. I look at behind you. Uh,
2: that's stuff I. But I was 22, and I needed to decide on things I needed to get rid of to drive back. And I wish I had kept them. But I, I mean, I got rid of a bunch of anime on VHS back then because of it, too. Stuff I wish I I'm, had kept. If I could go back now, I'd be like, never throw any media away. Just keep it all. Well,
0: I mean, the VHS is one thing, but the laser disc currently is nice to Dude, I
2: have house. a stack of VHS in, in the house.
0: I mean, those are probably unwatchable at this point.
2: No, they work. I've I watched them. But how do you know they work? Because I've watched them. them.
1: I wish I would have kept all my stuff. I mean, you know what? I lost a lot of things in a flood, so I can't really say much, but like I used to have all kinds of like, I mean, if I had what I had as a young teenager now, I mean the collectible value of, of everything that I had, especially, oh my God, I had binders and binders of the sailor moon cards. You used to be able to get them for like a quarter at toys R us if I had all that, I mean, I, I can't see that they'd be worth anything, but just, like, the sentimental value that I feel I would have as an adult would be really amazing. Like, I never kept any of my VHS tapes, and I really, really wish I would have, but I've moved so often, so many damn times. I lost a lot of shit in a flood when my parents' basement flooded during Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> so it really it really sucks i wish i still had all that stuff
2: do you want sailor moon bubble bath
0: what the fuck
1: i'll take it i (laughs) like i'm trying to i'm trying to collect you know as an adult now that i have a little bit more money i'm trying to collect things from my past that i feel you know would bring me like a nostalgia like like the eiko uh Animation cell that I purchased and I got framed. Yeah. The Magic Knight I, Ray Earth one that I got and I got framed. And just yeah. just a bunch of old school Sailor Moon stuff. This
2: has real doll hair attached to it. Too.
1: Oh, that's kind of creepy.
2: But no. That's really if you creepy. Want it, if you want it, I don't mind. I, I mean, just, I'll take it. has sitting uh, up just, not... like just on. It's, it's sealed. Like, it's legit never been used.
1: I will gladly take it and I won't use it. I'll just put it on my shelf.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the only thing about those old VHS is that I can't stand is I just really can't stand all those pre-roll ads. Anyway, we're gonna to listen to some, some, uh, some cartoons. Let's to, Let's watch some cartoons. Cartoons.
2: Go for it. No, Shannon you... or Scott, you guys start. I always feel like I start first. Well,
1: I have a manga to talk about. I don't have anime. I
2: have both. Well, then you
0: go ahead, Shannon. Talk about some 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 Japanese comic books
1: <laughs> or
2: Korean manhwa.
1: No, no mawa today. Um, <laughs> actually, we're going in a completely different direction today. Um, no BL, none of, none of that good stuff. Um, so, <laughs> we're going to talk about Mashal, magic, and muscles, which I can see, Mike, your eyes rolling in the back of your head right now. I'm
2: confused. <laughs> like, magic and muscles?
1: Yes. So, Are
2: you sure this isn't BL.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it's not. So,. Mashal Magic and Muscles is a weekly shonen jump series by Hajime Komoro. Um, it's fairly new, so a lot of people probably haven't heard of it. Um, it's been serialized since uh, January twenty twenty. So <clears throat> again, it's it's in it's a shonen jump series. It's a weekly shonen jump series. So, for $1.99, you too can read Mashal along with My Hero Academia and, you know, all those the other... Is this guy does Mob Psycho? Huh? No, actually, oh. it's not. It's it's not the guy this that does Mob Psycho.
2: The character design looks...
1: Yeah, I mean, it, like it, it. it it does kind of remind me of that a little bit. Okay. Um, That's why
3: as, far as, like, like... wise, as far as, like, the design-wise.
1: As um, far as, like, the design-wise. So... For Mashal, um, our main, the main character, his name is Mash dead and he's, he's a high school aged t- teenager. Um, I don't think his age is ever really established, but think like, you know, early high school. Um, he's got a really sweet bowl cut. He was abandoned as a kid because he was born without magic in a very like magical dominated world. Um, And literally, if you do not have magic, you are hunted and executed because they don't want to continue like the non-magic bloodlines. And I will say um, that this kind of straight up reminds me a a lot of Harry Potter. Um, It's kind of like a Harry Potter with um, a Little Witch Academia kind of feel to it with like a lot of the humor. So if that's kind of your thing, you might really enjoy um, Mashal. So Mash obviously was abandoned as a kid. He was eventually adopted um, by Regro, an old man who, even though he has magic abilities, um, he was sort of an outcast because he was considered a fairly weak magic user. And he found MASH one day and you decided to adopt him. Um, he did not have magical abilities and he kind of reminded him of himself. So um, to backtrack a little bit, the way that you are known to have magical abilities in this world is because magic users are distinguished by having a mark on their face or like a line of some sort. So it could be like a straight line, it could have a line with a shape to it, but the amount of lines that you have on your face determines how powerful you are. So like, if you have one line on your face, you're whatever, two lines, you're a little more powerful, three lines, you're really powerful, Um, and I think based on the manga, four lines is kind of like out of this world powerful, but I don't think... It hasn't been going long enough to really explain all that. Um, So even though Mash isn't a magic user, he is extremely physically strong. He kind of reminds me of Saitama from One Punch Man. Which, you know, at first I kind of wrote Mashal off... Um, cause I thought like, oh, well, this is going to be really stupid. Like I, I already kind of know how this is going to go. Like a mash is just going to literally punch his way through everything. And he's going to become like the, you know, he's going to become the amazing guy who doesn't have magic, but he's literally going to just beat everybody up. Um, but I'm glad I continued reading it because a lot of the, the really funny gags and a lot of the funny situations that mash finds himself in, um, it's it's kind of like him literally fighting his way out of any situation. Um, he and the thing is is with Mash is he's kind of really really stupid when it comes to common sense things. Um, he gets really overwhelmed at the simplest explanations, and he just kind of like goes off into his own. Like he's really he's kind of dumb. He's kind of ditzy, um, but I think that really that kind of character type kind of really drew me to mash. I really like how like he finds himself in these situations, kind of like he's these really serious situations and he's kind of an idiot and he's kind of oblivious about the seriousness of the situations that he, that he, he gets himself into. Um, and he's got this weird obsession with cream puffs. <laughs> so after his run in with um, some police who threaten his father, MASH ends up making a deal with the police officer. Either MASH enrolls at the Easton Magic Academy and becomes um, something called the Divine Visionary, which is the top student from the Magic Academy. Um, These people, they generally become like the Harry Potter version of the Ministry of Magic. Um, I don't know if you two really got into harry potter um like i said this this story reminds me a lot of it's got a lot of like little harry potter things all throughout um basically these these divine visionaries they pretty much end up running everything um and if mash doesn't enroll into the academy the police will continue to chase after him and his father and they just won't ever let them live or let them live in peace it's kind of a weird deal I don't quite understand like what the police get out of it if mash becomes the divine visionary whatever doesn't matter uh so mash eventually he eventually rolls into the school and I won't really go into the plot once he enters the school because um it it kind of that's when the story really really begins uh but to summarize he kind he meets Uh, an interesting group of friends uh, and who he eventually, you know, he comes to love. He just has really weird ways of showing his appreciation. And again, this is kind of where Mash finds himself in these hilarious situations. um, And he tries to get out of them in hilarious ways. And of course, he meets a bunch of shit people too, including um, people who run the school, fellow students. So if... You kind of like the overall plot of Harry Potter, but with a little bit of One Punch Man thrown in, you would really, really enjoy Mashal. Like I said, I kind of I wrote it off in the beginning, but then I continued to read it, and it's really the story's really, really grown on me. And honestly, I think if Doctor Stone can get an anime adaptation. Mashal is definitely going to get one because it's just it's continuing to get better and better and better as each chapter comes out. So I know it's probably not your so, thing, but <laughs> either no, one. Of it, it,
0: it sounds uh, it sounds really interesting, but it's so essentially like the one the one like aspect of Harry Potter that always confused me was, was that the wizards didn't just kind of rule over the world. Right. But it sounds like in this case the magic users are in charge, even if secretly they, right. they control the police. They control everything. If you don't so have magic, it, right? like
1: you're literally executed. Like you, they oh, will chase you down. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they will. You are dead because they don't want the bloodline of non-magic users. Magic users to continue. So yeah, non-magic so is that, users. Is that
0: seen as a good thing or is that a negative?
1: Being a non-magic yes. user. <laughs>
0: the the execution of non-magic users
1: that's a bad thing
0: okay so i'm just checking because i mean we are talking about japan
1: (laughs) right right it's oh no it's a bad thing like if you yeah i mean of course it's a bad thing and the whole thing with mash is that like he enrolls in this academy and he literally punches his way through every situation and he you know he he's proving to all these people you know he'll have his you know he'll have his adversary and then they'll get into a fight and then, you know, he'll prove his worthiness and he'll beat them up and he'll, he'll kind of negate their magic in some sort of way that impresses them. And, you know, next thing you know, like they're not necessarily friends, but they're not on bad terms. So it's kind of like mash proving that non magic users are still worthy of living and are still worthy of becoming something in this world of magic users. So like I said, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's becoming one of my favorite Shonen Jump series. Um, Because, you know, right now we've, the, the big ones are Jujutsu Kaisen, which is, so, so good. And My Hero Academia, which is really good too, but it's, I don't know, I'm I'm kind of teetering on it. Like some, some weeks it's really good, and some weeks it just kind of like, I don't know, I want to put it Isn't aside. Isn't
2: what Shonen Jump is though? Like, there's always going to be good and bad weeks. Oh yeah. They, they put out so much content that oh, for they sure. can't consistently be good.
1: For sure. and And I kind of feel that way, like with Black Clover, I was really, really into it. But now it's just kind of like rinse and repeat. Like there's nothing that keeps me yeah. wanting reading Black Clover.
0: I fell off the My Hero Academia anime because I I wasn't really interested in the arc that I was watching, mm-hmm. which is the one with like the the supervillains who like were messing with the mafia kind of stuff. Mm, okay. Uh, and it was right, with after, right after the big and... yeah. It was mm-hmm. right after the big All Might finale. Right. Then right. They just shifted to this you know lower. Right kind of story no, so. well the Best manga of my Hero
2: academia
1: the Sorry. manga <laughs> has gotten really, really dark, um so I will say that, and in a way, like the whole um, I can't honestly, I can't remember the name of the guy, but like there was this arc um in the last previous season of my Hero academia about gentleman, Mr. gentleman, or whatever his name, and it was like the music festival and stuff. That shit lost me. Like I was, I was, I was, I was kind of done with My Hero Academia with that one. And then they had, um, you know, the arc now in the manga. It's really, really good, and there's so much that gets explained. I would not be mm. surprised if the manga doesn't end within the next year. So. I don't know. It's it's. I kind of have a love hate relationship with it.
2: <laughs> but what about the well, is... uh, hentai surrounding My Hero Academia? Wait, what? And all those no. Creepy people. The
1: the fandom. I've talked about this before, but the <laughs> the My Hero Academia fandom is just. They're on another level, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why I was turned off from the series in general is because the fandom is just is so out there and, and, and they can be so overwhelming. And, you know, every every well, week, it's... every week, you'll see the next chapter, like three or four days before it's officially released, you'll see the next chapter trending on Twitter. And it's basically the fandom, you know, releasing the leaks, like the leak uh, chap of the chapters. And it's so frustrating because you know, it's such a slap in the face to the creators of the manga, and I, I know we've talked about this before, but I do really feel really strongly about I feel really strongly about, about this. Like, it's such a slap in the face to the creators when, you know, the fans who say they love you and they say they love your work they, they go out and they basically pirate this shit. You know what I mean? Because they can't wait a day or two for the official release, or they don't want to pay the dollar ninety nine that it costs for the Shonen Jump app, which it's just ins- like it's ridiculously cheap. It's literally a dollar ninety nine a month.
0: Yeah, especially in the case of Shonen Jump, when it's 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 it's, it's nearly free. Right. It, it might as well be free. But I guess if I mean I guess if you're a kid and you don't have a credit card, that's that's a different discussion.
1: True. And I get that. I've been there, been there, done that.
0: You know, I mean, I certainly had my piracy era, but now look at me, look at all the useless junk I have. Well, the piracy
1: Piracy era era that we grew, the the era that we grew up in, I know Mike and myself, you know, this stuff was not, anime was not as easily accessible back then. You know, and I I didn't know. Fan subs were
2: commonplace, like, not even like looked down upon.
1: I had no idea fan subs were illegal. I'm, 12, 13 years old buying fan subs and I had no idea they were illegal. No clue.
0: Yeah, which makes which makes sense. And I think that the people today who go on and you know get go to these like pirate anime streaming sites, they don't realize that they're illegal. They just right. think that no. that's a cheaper alternative to Crunchyroll.
2: That's why you have VPN so you don't get caught. What <sighs> what?
1: Nice Mike. Huh. But anyway, that's Mashal. <laughs> <laughs>
2: VPN folks protect your identity.
0: This went uh, this went a weird a weird direction. Look,
2: I couldn't find one of my goddamn Korean movie DVDs that I know is in this house. And I can't find it. I had to find it so I could watch it.
0: You got problems nobody else has, Mike. Why don't you talk about some cartoons?
2: Hey, I tried to find a physical copy of it, legit. And there being re- it's just resellers selling it for like 40 50 bucks. Well, I'm not giving the company money at that point. What, why don't
0: you talk about some cart?
2: All right, since she talked about manga, let's continue the manga train here. Um, That's like a
0: Japanese comic book.
2: Yes, it's okay, supposed just to be. It's not. Um, it's not a, it's not a uh, four coma, though.
0: <laughs> oh, a, a yon panel.
2: <laughs> Shannon was like, this. "We do this like every show." It's she... the only recurring bit. Shannon it's the only
0: recurring was... bit we have.
2: Anyway, so <laughs> at the sorry, hold on. <laughs> sorry um i've been seeing a friend of ours uh the guy i was talking about pre-show about one of the people i'd like to bring on the show at some point uh friend matthew New- newman aka at mdmrn on twitter constantly talking about neon genesis evangelion shinji ikari raising project this came out in 2009 and they basically took the characters of Neon Genesis Evangelion and made a typical anime, rom-com, high school manga. This is like right up my alley. I don't know how I never read this. So I was like, yo, let's go. I'm going to check this out. Um, Rei Ayanami, ever since I was, when the show came out, has always been one of my favorite characters. So I was like, let's go. Let's see how this is. Um, first volume kind of by the numbers. Like, it felt like they were like, hey, these manga are popular. Can you write one for us? And the person... It felt like the person was, like, reading a bunch of different manga and combining it into one. There's, hey, Asuka obviously loves Shinji, but she's the tsundere, so she's never going to admit it, but she's always jealous. Here comes Rei. She's not really stoic, but more of a quiet girl in this. Um... And then there's just the other characters around. And Shinji's father is actually there for him. And his mother's still alive. So it's definitely like a different take on this. Um, And Shinji's father is more of like a goofball in this series. But uh, the first volume is kind of introducing everybody. It's okay. I was like, this is really what they came up with? So I was like, alright, I always give things a few volumes. Um, So I picked up the second and third volumes. And the second volume almost made me drop it. So if anybody's watched Evangelion, the films that came after the original series, Nagisa was introduced, um, a male character. And in this, he is, he sees Shinji as a love interest. The problem is Asuka starts making very homophobic, comments about boys can't be in love and stuff like that and i'm just like i'm like now i'll tell you right now if i read this in 2009 i probably wouldn't recognize it as bad as it was but i still feel like it would make me uncomfortable because of how she constantly keeps saying this and i'm just like yo i'm trying to look at it as like this is 12 years ago a lot has changed even in these 12 years but it's still really uncomfortable and i'm just like this is not okay like they're trying to like Downplay any type of uh, boys' romance, even though obviously Shinji has this weird, like, um, I don't want to say attraction, but reaction to things that Nagisa does. Um, but then the third volume, like, Nagisa's there, but they kind of drop the whole thing pretty quickly. I'll, but the third volume is where things get kind of interesting, where there's more of like a dark project. Not dark, I should say. There's a project going around with like almost like, um, almost an artificial intelligence type thing where they're trying to really see, like, dive into the emotions and more of the psyche of the characters when they're under um, in these tubes. So there's no Evangelions, at least at this point. They kind of, like, Ray is already part of this project where they're going in and Shinji has to save her. I think it was, I can't remember if it was Volume 1 or 2. Has to go into the psyche and pull her back. So in the third volume, you realize there's a group that is against, uh, called Seal, that's against the project and wants to do something different with Ray, and that's kind of where it left off. I, from the get-go, even after three volumes, I'm gonna continue another volume or two, but for what it was advertised as, it's pretty by the numbers. It's nothing special with these characters. I felt like there could have been so much more uh, to well, this. Tell,
0: it- it also sounds like like because people have been begging for like a uh, take take Evangelion and make it a, a, a rom com. But or, it could have been since, since the original series came out. Yeah. But it sounds like that 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 they drop the that they don't even stick to the this is only this is also it's done like pretty over a
2: Decade after, and it feels like too little, too late, and people have already done this specific like storyline. Um, not
0: yeah, not only a decade after, but this is after the first rebuild movie. <laughs> So. Yeah.
2: um, I know Matthew is enjoying it I think it's okay I think it's worth checking out a volume or two To see what you think Um, I'll continue a couple more I don't know if I'll finish this This is going to have to be really good The next two volumes I gave How the many first volumes two volumes uh, I'm around 18 if I remember correctly, oh, that's a lot of
0: that's a lot of volumes. That so, makes more volumes than the actual Evangelion manga.
2: Yeah, so I think it's fine, but at the cost of eighteen volumes, I don't know if it's worth the trip if you plan on reading the whole thing. But definitely, if you ever see it on sale, because I know Dark Horse and places Uh, because Dark Horse publishes it and comicsology tend to do sales on first volumes check it out if you see it on sale but I wouldn't even recommend this at the full price of whatever they're selling for it whether it's five six seven bucks I would wait for a sale to check out even the first volume but I can't imagine anybody spending full price for all this Um.
0: so the official Evangelion manga is 14 volumes so this is longer yeah, at least this is more tankobon. Maybe not longer, but
2: yeah. I mean, each volume is a normal like volume you pick up in the store. Um, yeah, volume eighteen. It went for eleven years, so it's two thousand five. But I think it first came out here a uh, little later. I think a little later here. Um, I don't know why I said two thousand nine, but yeah. So two thousand five in Japan, but it lasted eleven years, eighteen volumes. My first impressions is, if you're a hardcore fan, like, I am of Evangelion, even I think it's a stretch to say this is a must-read, um, but I think it's worth at least checking out the volume, first volume if you find it on sale.
0: Yeah, I think the, the one I read was Angelic Days. Yeah. So I don't think I made it through that. That one was, was also pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I think it sounds like that one was worse than, than Shinji Akari Rising. No,
2: this I isn't, think. like, terrible...
0: Yeah, it's just it's just it's just not anything
2: special. I exactly, you. it is a rom com manga that you know exactly what to expect. With, I mean, if they keep delving into the uh, projects that are being worked on, I think it could be super interesting. But I don't. I think it'll always be more of like, um, just something to keep the manga around <laughs> and going longer. But I could be wrong. I have only read a few volumes, so God,
0: I should read that. Evangelion manga. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. It's done by uh, it's done by the character designer. Um, it took me cinema. a really
1: long time to appreciate the anime. So a long time ago I used to date somebody who was super hardcore into it and i kind of like wrote it off because of that and uh eventually i, I watched it and I, I i started to appreciate it for yeah. the art that it is <laughs> but it took me a long time to get there
2: yeah uh i'll continue a couple more volumes um but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna recommend it as of now <laughs> <laughs> It's a rough first co- few. Maybe it finds its stride. Because, I mean, our friend MDMRN has, I think it's up to volume 14 or 15 now. So, obviously, he's enjoying it enough. Um, so, some people are enjoying it, but the reviews are not really good most places. One of the reviews Damn. I kept reading on Goodreads, somebody kept every volume was like, oh, it's just more of the same, but I love Evangelion 5 out of 5. Oh. Well, uh, yeah, I was I like, I remember that face <laughs> It didn't matter what I was doing of a certain IP. It was always 5 out of 5 Rama. Um,
0: <laughs> 5 out of 5 Rama.
2: Everything Rama back in the day. Um, but yeah, so. What about, um, before I jump into my anime, Scott, you have an anime. I don't want to just keep talking.
0: I do have an anime, that's right. Uh, so, in 2000. and. Uh... What what we call it? 2018. There was a there was an anime that came out called Cells at Work, and it was a very uh, a very kind of lighthearted. No, no, no. Uh, it was a very lighthearted um, anime Animation about.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, my shut up!
0: <laughs> Personified red and white blood cells that live inside of a human body. And uh, specifically, it was about the the kind of the, the very uh, very new and green female uh, red blood cell, and then this kind of very stoic white blood cell who always is uh, is saving her from, from germs. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> it's uh, and you know it was it was it was it was very funny and it was very like comedic and like every but every episode they did have like there was a terrible thing that they oh. had to face and I they make a to, joke. Had, I've had read to the explain first five volumes about, of
2: the manga, so
0: <laughs> had to explain exactly what um, you know what the virus is and what it does to the body. And it was in a way very uh, very educational. The the new anime that started just this past season was is uh, called uh, um, Cells at Work Code Black. And when they they took kind of the very easy, lighthearted uh theme you know, anime and they redid it with a different host body. but this host body is of a middle-aged man who just has not been taking care of himself for a very long time. So they instead of having the cells having to deal with pathogens that get into the body, or, or deadly viruses of a, in a relatively healthy host, the, the red blood cells are dealing with a body who, that the owner has neglected over the years and so they you know it's stress is making it difficult for the red blood cells to deliver oxygen to uh to their um to the different parts of the body and uh you know when the when they when he drinks alcohol the cells have to go to the liver to get detoxified and it creates all these problems and it creates a, hang, you know, the hangover causes the red blood cells work to be, be harder. But, you know, every, every negative piece of this guy's lifestyle, uh, requires all of the red blood cells. And when I say red blood cells, they, of course, all of the characters are anapomorphized anime characters, even though they represent what, you know, the different, different types of cells. Um, the kind of roles are reversed. The red blood cells now male, the white blood cells are all female with, uh, with large breasts that are hanging out of their shirts because it's an anime. I guess because it's a more serious anime. I I don't know. It's it's, it's a weird change to make now that the cells at work is super yeah. sexual when it before it was not. Um, are you sure? Because
2: people were doing really inappropriate things with a certain character that I was. They not they
0: were, but it wasn't in the source material at least. <laughs> at least not the anime. Uh, and it's uh, it, it, you know. I think that the this new one is fine. Like it, it is, it is funny in a little bit. It's 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 got that same educational, entertaining vibe, but like it's got such a such more darker tone and kind of a um, cynical tone to it that it's. I, I don't. It's not hitting the same beat as the original. Um, I think. I mean. I think. I think we got six episodes in. And, of course, it's still going. Now I feel like I'm going to finish it, but I think that if, if you really liked the tone of the original, it's probably not going to be for you. And have I'm you gonna, read I'm gonna the use, manga? I have not read any um, of the manga. So
2: the original Cells at Work manga is has some pretty, I'd say, bloody slash gruesome scenes where mm-hmm. – um, what you call it the uh, like U one one four six character, uh, the white blood cell is constantly taking things out and really devastating it. In the anime, yep. was it the same? Because you said it was lighthearted. Where they did they still have those? They did portrayals? still they did
0: still have bloody scenes, okay. but they were mostly it were most you know they were framed comedic.
2: Okay, that
0: the red blood cell was in a was in a comedic in comedic peril, and then the white okay. blood cell came and mur- you know bloodily murdered the the virus. Uh, so you know, in the first episode of Cells at Work, Code Black, like it's about you know the the red blood cells. They get this this speech and they get like this company introductory video about it and everything's going to be good. But the second they're assigned to work, it's like immediately that the the body is understaffed and overworked because it's it's an aging body and that hasn't been taken care of itself. And in in the first episode, the the main character like befriends like an older mentor type figure and because one of the uh one of the blood vessels is clogged with um cholesterol and then that's combined with the fact that then um CO2 gets in there which due to due to smoking uh and <laughs> so when the bl- the red blood cell needs to get the oxygen so the the older man runs through the CO2 filled uh vein uh suffocating himself in order to deliver the oxygen to where it needs to go um so right off the bat like I you know I think in the finale of the original cells at work anime there was like a, a big massacre due to a um a bacteria that got in but it's like it starts off with a really really weird tone um that uh you know of this this main character you know who you thought might have been a main character just sacrificing themselves for the greater good and then uh the one episode that's really weird is, um, uh, and I don't know, you know, there. Like I said, that the show is a lot more sexualized just in the character designs, but there is an, an episode in which the body has to prepare for arousal and ejaculation.
1: Oh my god! You know,
0: the, <laughs> so all the all the <laughs> red blood cells have to rush to the to the to the penis <gasps> and push open the 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 oh my god. and and. And expand it, and then uh, while they're in the middle of it, the body then suffers uh, erectile dysfunction, and until the very last minute that an enzyme enters the blood to to aid that, which which of course is uh, is Viagra. So it goes over that in uh, educational detail, but then all the visuals are are anime characters it's
1: very anime and then
0: gonorrhea it's... gets it oh, that's nice. how that episode ends gonorrhea Fantastic. yeah so uh if that sounds inter- interesting to you watch it i do recommend the the original or the original show that came out 2018 above code black right now but uh it's you know they both have good stuff
1: i remember seeing so the last otacon that we went to what 2019 there were a
2: yes.
1: crap ton of cells at work cosplay i mean it was just easy insane amount of cosplayers and i had never i've never seen it i've never read the manga
2: and i don't want to say it's easy because to take away from people who cosplay but i'm just saying it's an easier thing to put together quickly for a con
0: so why are you calling people out
2: no because i felt like I felt like me saying it's easy really came off the wrong way, and I don't came out very.
0: You know, it's a a more it's it's a more
1: simple cosplay.
2: Yeah, because a lot of people, what I've noticed, some people have like, even the people who cosplay multiple days usually have that one day in a more simpler cosplay. Oh
1: yeah, well, because it's more comfortable. I mean, shit, when I was cosplaying Dimple from Mob Psycho last time, my freaking my freaking face was melting off.
2: Slimer was great. (laughs)
0: anyway mike go ahead you have another (laughs) another cartoon to talk about
2: yes so um i while i was taking care of my dog and um his lack of teeth i decided sunday morning while i was relaxing with coffee to start watching again the anime that got me started it's been 30 years (laughs) uh I'm not gonna Wow, say did you just exactly turn to dust to the while date? you were
0: saying that? Because it looked like you did.
2: I'm not going to say exactly to the date, but this was the year, um, 1991, uh, was when Dominion Tank Police came out and my older stepbrother had brought it to uh, my dad's house and we ended up watching it. Um, and I got hooked immediately because I was like, whoa, what, what is this? This is not a normal cartoon. This is crazy.
0: I was four there's years old.
2: There's violence and there's boobs. Like, what is going on? And Scott was just way too young. Um, but, uh, no, so Dominion Tank Police is basically about a police force that utilizes, like, futuristic-style tanks to take out crime, but they kind of cause way more damage than what the criminals even do as they're trying to apprehend them. But they've been approved by the legally so they can kind of get away with it. Um, but it's mostly about a young Leona... Who joins the force after being one of the motorcycle police. And she comes into a very male-driven squad. And there's kind of, in the beginning especially, more than anything, and it plays out throughout the show. A very um, focus on masculinity, especially a little bit of the toxicity. Because when she joins, the captain's like, look at me, you only need to be a man, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like her showing that she can hang with the boys. I'm not going to say that she changes the squad in any way. It's kind of, it's more of the older school of like, I'm a woman who can hang with y'all though. Instead of like being like, y'all need to stop being ignorant. She just kind of is joined in on that ignorance and shows that she doesn't have to be treated differently because she's a woman. So it takes more of, um, Shannon might understand it um, back in like the 80s and 90s that kind of was the way the feminism rolled back in the day. More of like I'm just one of the guys type deal and you're going to accept me no matter what. That's how it kind of like started. There's a lot of movies about that even in the US and stuff. It was interesting take and see how it's been changed to uh, present day. But that's kind of the take on this and she destroys the captain's huge tank, and then afterwards makes a smaller tank that she can control out of the parts. She basically recycles that tank into a smaller one that she nicknames Bonaparte. And they kind of go after a, a criminal constantly named uh, Buaku and the cat twins of Ana Puma and I'm trying to remember what the other one's name is. So hot. Um, Uni Puma. So So hot. basically cat girls that used to be strippers, uh, but they become criminals. The first two episodes follow one story, which is, um, there's one overarching story between the two, but the first one is about Buaku and the two cat girls trying to steal piss, urine. Uh, So in this city, this is very, okay, I realized I was like, this is way too close for comfort in normal day. It's basically like they're stuck living in a place where there's basically biological chemicals in the atmosphere and everybody has to wear masks out. And most people have somewhat become immune to what they're dealing with. <laughs> I was like, wow, we're not just dealing with pandemic here. So are they kind of. Um, but there's humans that are what they consider pure. They don't have the immunity to the atmosphere. So they're trying to look into why and study them at a hospital, which is for... The hospital is for perfectly healthy humans, as they call it. Um, but there's a uh, project called Greenpeace that's trying to get this urine. And you don't really learn much about it outside of there's ridiculous antics over two episodes of... The whole city being just dis- like, getting destroyed left and right here and there. As the tank police try to catch them for stealing the urine. Um, that's just the first two episodes. The second two episodes... Go into Buaku's past that deals with Greenpeace and you start finding out that there's more to this. They created these um, artificial humans and he's the last of his kind. He still has a painting that looks like him. And it's kind of like the map of the, um, the, um, all the research. It's the last known print of all the research at the end. And it's kind of going through that where Leona gets taken hostage by him. He puts this thing called a bio-ball on her neck and it wraps around her throat. And he's like, I'm the only one with the antidote. Get me to where I need to go and I'll give it to you. And it kind of goes through this whole thing of you realize Buaku's not a terrible person, but due to circumstances after escaping a raid of the lab, turned to crime because of circumstances. So, and Leona under, learns to understand this by the end. And it's... Still the same, though. Shit's getting blown up. Mercenaries are introduced called uh, Red Commandos. And everything's destroyed again. It's ridiculous. There's plenty of violence. You don't really see a lot of um, gory killing. Like, nobody's getting shot up and, like, blood spurting everywhere, which is surprising. Um, because it's by Masamune Shiro, who did Ghost in the Shell and Apple Seed and those. Um, but. The character design is always amazing by Masamune Shiro Shiro, um the characters are fun it's just an overall fun series uh back in the day when I was 12 and being like what is this cartoon boobs like those pop up here and there um but the police squad is well done what I love about the police squad is there's a guy who's basically a reverend and every time they do something fucked up he's like oh please lord forgive me before we do this (laughs)
3: like (laughs)
2: <laughs> He's just like using the lore to forgive him as it's about to happen.
1: Dominion oh, or Take the Squad. This one was um one of the ones that was uh heavily rotated on the sci fi channel back in the day. Like on yes. Saturday mornings. So it was Dominion mm-hmm. Take Place, Golf Force and Project Aco and Ninja Scroll Akira that I remember. And, and Akira, that, yeah. yeah. So this was this was one that was really kind of like
2: What was the other one? Nada Seiko was on there every once in a while.
1: Interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that one, but I remember Dominion Tank Police. Um, I never. Yeah. I don't remember the details. I, you know, since I sub to Retro Crush now, I definitely wanna wanna yeah, go I back. D- I haven't
2: seen it on there. Um, uh, I okay. have the VHS of the uh, first three acts. Um, um, and I had a, I had the DVD, so I ripped it real quick. Um. But yeah, I found the first 3 acts on DVD. I wish I could find the fourth.
1: Scott, you were um, like 2 years old when we when Mike and I were watching this.
2: 4 he said. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, it's it's such a fun show. Like it's a fun OVA series and I have to fully recommend it. Don't look at the average review on Anime Planet. I assume most of the reviews come from people who have no clue what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to classic anime. And I will stand by that statement. <laughs> um, but it was it was fun to kick, sit down for like, I don't know, three 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 and a half hours and just kind of veg out to it. It was the show that got me into it and it still held up for me 30 years later. So, love Dominion Tank. Please check it out. If you can find it.
1: Yeah, right. If you can find if it. If not,
2: if not use a VPN.
0: <laughs> well, so what so you have a DVD. What is there a way to get it?
2: So the DVD came out was it mid It came out briefly and it didn't sell for long. A lot of the old anime DVDs had like a brief run at times. Some of them so it's like if you couldn't find it during that time now they sell for a lot of money here and there um you got to be careful because there's a sequel called new dominion tank police and it's not as good as the original uh but it's it's new yeah so the dvd Uh, sells for if you want to get it shipped via prime shipping $77. $77. Ooh. The cheapest on Amazon is $56. So it's not cheap to get. Um, it's not currently sold by anybody. You will be paying a reseller. And Damn. anytime that happens, I am okay with saying, unless it comes onto a streaming service, find it how you can find it. Because you're not giving money to the company at that point. Um, yeah. So if you find it through other means, go for it. And But if you do, and it eventually comes available for something, I don't care if you have to sub to somebody for a month. I don't care if you have to buy a product when it comes out. Just support it if you enjoyed it. That's all I'm saying. Because anime, especially older anime, is still very hard to come by.
1: Well, so we actually didn't talk about this, but we were, since we're talking about older anime, um, Discotech. Just oh, yeah. yesterday, um, I wanted to bring this up in the beginning of the podcast, but Discotech just yesterday announced that they found the 35mm master of the Project Ako movie. Huge, yes. Huge, huge news. Blu-ray incoming! So, they were originally trying to, I guess, remaster it in their own way, or they were trying to basically like fix it to where it's, you know, crisper and cleaner and in the Blu-ray release that they were planning on releasing. Um, But through some crazy miracle, they found the original 35 millimeter master and they posted up a preview on YouTube of what it looks like. Oh, my gosh, it is Absolutely beautiful. I mean, it is crisper than a freaking five dollar bill coming straight out the dryer. It, it's just, it's, it's marvelous, and I cannot. Why'd you go wait. into a
2: very southern accent? When you <laughs> said that line. Wow. <laughs> that, your accent comes out. that Pasadena came out of her I, so just,
1: strong. I, you know, y'all know that I love me some Project ECHO. I have loved ECHO for such a long time, and the fact that we are going to get this version. It's just, it's really exciting to me. And it looks beautiful, and I can't wait to throw my money at it. So, you know, when it it does, you know, when Discotech does eventually release this, I will be purchasing the Blu-ray 100%. It's going to be amazing.
2: Supposedly, um, that, uh, it looks like... Robert Woodhead, who used to run Animego and the company's kind of still around, technically, um, where he does a lot of Kickstarter projects for classic anime on Blu-ray, um, found the print right around the same time. The, the classic master, like, they both kind of discovered it at the same time. He put up a post about it because he's been working on putting out Maddox 0-1. Which was also a classic anime. The new Kickstarter coming soon. Um, the Kickstarters for Robert Woodhead stuff is usually a little more expensive than the other Blu-rays, but um, he's finding projects that are um, fan love stuff that usually it won't get a huge uh, outpouring. So usually you can get the Blu-ray at $30 and the special collector's version for more. I did writing being that way. I did otaku no video that way um bubblegum crisis he redid that so he's been doing good things that way and he's got maddox01 coming out and he's still cool with like discotech and everybody else like he's been talking to uh i almost said the guy's twitter name which is just not the great thing but justin savakis who uh scott and i have done a podcast with once um right scott this is you see him ignoring me
1: He's off in his own I, I know. I'm well, messing what's with him really I know cool what's
0: is... what's going on. I had, I had, I, we, yes, I remember, I remember that. Cause when, we were on a huge
2: podcast at Oticon one year in Baltimore where there was what? 10 of us, eight, 10 of us. There was a lot of us there in that were room. T-
0: there was a lot of us. We were in a, a nice conference room at a fancy hotel. Oh, None oh. of those people would ever return my email ever, ever again. Mostly because <laughs> of my association with you. Oh, um, damn. Yeah, Cause I was
2: making my, well, I was being my normal self in that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they were not ready for that. Um,
0: a no, 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 no. Nobody is a good ever. Nobody ever ready everyone, for you.
2: Everyone had a good time. No, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting show. It was for. Uh, was that Minto's show? Or was that um... Ed
1: Sizemore
0: put it on?
2: Oh, that's right. It was that? I
1: remember you talking As about me, that.
0: Ed Sizemore put it on. Yeah.
2: Was that the year Shannon got really drunk at Oticon?
1: I get drunk. <laughs> I get drunk every year at the time. What are you talking about? Oh yeah,
2: last year we both did though.
1: Woo! Hell yeah, we got. Whoa. We getting free waisted. drinks all night.
2: We had some Korean guy who gave, feeding us free drinks all night. I don't know if he wanted me or Shannon more.
1: I went. And I danced <laughs> my ass off that night to DJ Taku Takahashi. And I went
2: back to the room and yeah, read a did. light novel because I am a loser.
1: But then we uh, then I well I made it to Scott's 1 a.m. panel about hentai i
2: was fast asleep
1: <laughs> but anyway so back to so yeah so project eco this guy found it so what's what was really interesting was it had been in the place that people suspected all along but i guess because of a clerical error nobody was able yeah. to really or a clerical filing error nobody was able to really ever find the master of project eco so yes I know we all watched it already for one of the past episodes, but when, you know, the new Blu-ray comes out, we're going to have to watch it again.
2: Scott's like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Chad I mean, and I it is exciting.
0: Play. I mean, these old these old anime that was actually, you know, animated onto film, like, you can actually upscale them. Right. Yeah. So, like, it, it would it be interesting to see how good that old nonsense anime can look. <laughs> I say that I say that with with
2: with No, with it nothing is a nonsense but anime, life. but it's fun. Oh um, Well,
1: because yeah, so, I you know, I'm looking back at I started rewatching Bubblegum Crisis and I'm looking back at the animation and it's just kinda like oof
2: oh. See none of that bothers me. Like it doesn't that unless it's like that one where we watch that OVA panel and the person's like run it.
1: yes i wish i could remember i wish i could remember some of the really bad anime that they posted i I would um, love to to be able to remember what some of those were
2: but one other piece of news before we end anime expo canceled this year uh it will be virtual uh in person canceled they will do another virtual convention this year Uh, i didn't want to say that as otakon is still looking into its options I'm assuming they're stuck like everybody else, waiting mm-hmm. to find out what's going on with that convention center. As right. things are saying, all right, go for it, 100%, 50%. Uh, lately, I oh, don't know. It might be on because they might not have a choice.
1: I think. Any, I think unless conventions... they can,
2: I would like to see the convention center say, "We will extend, like, push your contract. Um, like, just extend it. Put, like, put say it's delayed. Like, you don't have to <laughs> show up this year, but." Right. You're still good next year. On like, but you have to meet those years we agreed upon on the initial date.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's both, uh, you know, reassuring, and uh, you know, exciting that they're that they're going to continue in some fashion.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, they ended up Otakon ended up receiving like thirty thousand plus. Four? Yeah. Yeah. So that Somebody, I guess that was, was enough.
2: was surprised it was so little, and I'm like, I think that's a lot i said that oh you i did. thought it. Okay. yeah
1: it was me i thought it was i
2: thought it was a lot you're asking me to give I'm you waiting. money and i'm not getting anything back i mean i know it sounds selfish but i'm used to giving you a hundred dollars every year right <laughs> or less to go to a con yeah
1: it
0: is it, but i think that the thing that i i, I get it like it like if if uh you know, if BTS called you up and like, hey, we're not doing any concerts, we yeah, need some donations, that would be nonsense, but you gotta, the thing that's easy to forget is that Otakon is like a non-profit. Yeah, like they, I get mostly that, volunteers we talked about they, it last they, show where
2: my attitude is, did. you didn't have to do Otakon Vegas, you put yourself in the red. So, not my problem to bail you out now.
0: True true but I think that that the the counter to that would be if there wasn't a pandemic there would be no problem. Right. So it, it's it's a it's a fucked up situation for everybody. We're all we're all doing our best and Otakon hopefully will will live I, um, I so wanted will to most the of these conventions. There will be conventions that don't survive the pandemic. Right. Oh, and that's definitely. that's just the reality.
2: I and, know and, at least as long as everything comes back next year Katsukon Anime Expo will be fine. I don't know. I think Sakuracon will be fine. I still don't know. Otakon's on this fence line. I don't know. Like,
1: I hope it survives. I mean, I you know, since 1999, Otakon has been such a huge part of my life every single year, and yeah. I really do. I wanted to. I want to see it survive. I want to I only see it two thrive. Years, I really so. do. Yeah. So many great memories and just meeting a lot of people and hanging out with. You know both of you. You know what I mean. I hate to yeah. get sappy and sentimental, but it's it's something that I look forward to every year. I agree
2: because the only other good con there is CatsCon, and it's at the mm-hmm. worst time of the year when we have the most fucking snow all the time.
1: Right, February. Well,
0: MagFest too. Yeah.
2: fucking MagFest. Oh, like well, Mag now Fest. they finally kicked out all those. They kicked out the CEO and the board of directors.
1: I'm okay with
2: MagFest again. I don't since...
1: know. I'm not sure I'm going to go back to MagFest. I've been the past couple of years just because it's been so convenient for me to get to. But I don't know. Just something about MagFest just yeah. puts me off. Unless I know somebody performing or I know somebody specific who I can hang out with. And and that's usually the case. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see yeah. myself going back to MagFest.
0: It's certainly, it's certainly a different culture. It is. Probably, it definitely is. A, but Magfest You're going to sit in game for yeah. a 12-hour culture.
2: Magfest is actually, barring the snow, is a worse time of the year than the February of Katsukon. Because you're dead beginning of January. When right. it's like the
1: fucking coldest it's, around yeah. here. And the fact where Magfest is, it's right on the Potomac. And the, the it's winds. Just, it's so oh, cold. It is just absolutely right. but, terrifyingly cold. But,
0: you know. Counter argument that, that if your goal is to go there and sit in a room and play a tabletop True. RPG for 18 hours straight, that's the perfect scenario. True.
1: I mean, yeah, you don't Dude, have to worry yeah. about that. That's
2: not the case because it could be dead summer and they're sitting in there playing tabletop RPGs for 18 hours. These True. fools ain't leaving their house most of the time. The well, only time they, they leave the house. house. Now, they're like the people who go to the anime cons and just sit there and buy all the Love Live stuff every time they go. And that's all they do. And they don't remember people they met from past years.
1: Right? Like, I imagine right? you're
0: calling out a specific individual. <laughs> right? but...
1: Nice to meet you. Yeah. Okay. Five years in a row. Anyway, I I'm not going to throw out any Scott names.
0: Scott from Otaku in review. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Scott You can find me of course on my blog, which is, was updated at the end of 2019 uh, at otakuinterview.com. Of course, you can also watch my casual playthroughs, my speed runs. And uh, it is a uh, free enterprise tournament season yet again. So you'll find me grinding out some uh, JRPG randomizers at twitch.tv slash Gundam pilot Baz. So is well it the as same? Are
2: you doing Final Fantasy 4 again? Or did you Final change? Fantasy.
0: Yes, Final, F- Final Fantasy 4. I mean, okay. I'm going to eventually do the Final Fantasy 6 one, but uh, that requires time, which. I, I need to I need to prioritize. Wait, are you trying to but, ex-
2: tell me that Final Fantasy 6 is a longer game? It's only two parts. It's only two Final halves. Th- it's fully ridiculous. You go from freaking uh, world to end of the world, and let's go all over again.
0: <laughs> Final Fantasy 6 Worlds Collide, the randomizer, They seeds do take longer. They take probably closer to two hours when share <sighs> price seeds should take around 90 minutes.
3: Oof.
0: Depends, of course, on the flags and stuff, but... Uh, I actually also was started speed running Final Fantasy VI uh, a little bit. The Kefka at Narsh run where you try to get uh, from the beginning of a game to beating Kefka in the city of Narsh as fast as possible. So you can see those uh, all on Twitch of course. Um, and uh, But uh, you can also see me do background work, do comms and stuff for those free enterprise races at TV slash free enterprise. Shannon. Yes. You do some boys love.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Perfect Serenade, and you can also read my webcomic, Lucifer's Ace, on Tapas and Webtoon. I am less than 100 subscribers uh, from 3,000 subs, so that's really exciting. That's really good. I just got back from a month-long hiatus. I needed a break. Um from, you know, my multiple mental breakdowns. And, yeah. So, read it. It's not 100% voice love, but read it.
2: <laughs> watch, watch the peg begin. What?
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mike, where can people find you? Uh,
2: they can find me at uh, all the social media sites. At G-Nitro. G-N-I-T-R-O. You can check out my website. G-Nitro.com. Uh, my February... Uh, monthly playlists is up for those who don't know because I did, I forgot to talk about this in the beginning. Spotify lost a huge contract with Kakao M and thousands upon thousands of K-pop songs disappeared to the point where my 2018 top 100 is now a top 70 because 30 songs were dropped at random and I can't even see them grayed out. That's how bad this uh, drop was. They didn't just gray these out to be like, yo, they were pulled from your area. They're gone from Spotify. So, I canceled Spotify. I am now focusing my efforts on YouTube music. I thought about Apple, but iTunes on non... I don't know how good iTunes is now on Macs. It is the same shit program <laughs> that it was like 10 years ago. It is awful on PC. I tried to do Apple Music. It wouldn't even play songs. I, but it would play the songs on my damn app. Um, it's really bad. So...
0: so- so as a diehard, uh, as a diehard Apple fan, yeah. I 100% agree with you, <laughs> which is why I exclusively listen to Apple Music on my PC using the web app, which is actually fairly good.
2: But every time I try to go to the web app, it tries to launch iTunes. Do I have to uninstall iTunes to use the web app? You may have
0: to uninstall iTunes. Did you go to music.apple.com? You may yes. have to uninstall iTunes. That sucks. Yeah, you may have to. Because every time I try to go expect- to
2: any page, it's like, do you want to launch this? I'm like, no, I just want to fucking listen to this shit. <laughs> It's so bad. So, um, yeah. So. I do have
0: iTunes installed, so I don't know why that would be. But I don't know. Try it again.
2: So, but my thing is, so check out my website. I'm going to be updating the intro to K-pop page soon. For all the playlists, are going to go to YouTube only. I am going to start recreating the YouTube video playlist as YouTube Music because one of the problems with YouTube, if it doesn't always take the video. And find the uh, licensed audio-only version song. So it'll be grayed out. So I'm going to recreate everything on the YouTube Music app. All I have to say is one final thing about this. YouTube Music and Apple Music. God, I wish they were even half as good as the Spotify UI. Jesus Christ. No, Spotify, that's the one thing I'm going to miss. is like It's so bad. Because right now, I use YouTube Music for my K-pop. Apple Music for my J-pop, and both are not even half as good as Spotify is. But I'm not giving them $10 a month for losing that many artists that affected so many of my playlists. It's bad. That's why I was like, screw it, we're done. And I put that in my thing. I was like, y'all just took away way too much music out of my catalog. (laughs) So. But Apple Music's free for me since I have a Verizon contract, so. Might as well take, oh, make sure. use of it.
0: Uh, Alright, and we will talk to you next week where we're going to be uh, doing show. a full next show. You know what I mean. Somebody knows what I mean. Uh, uh, next show when we're going to be doing a full series review of Laid Back Camp. Yay! Yuru, 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 Yuru Camp, I
2: think, is the actual
0: Japanese title.
2: Do Deuces! <laughs> 213 recorded on March 9th, 2021.
1: Magic Muscles Oh shit! What was it? Magic <laughs> muscles and what?
2: Breakdowns almost
1: Breakdowns. Fuck!